Good evening to your listeners and welcome to this week's interview with your host, Anthony Drago. Welcome to the regular listeners uh, who join me every Wednesday. If tonight is, a, is also the first time that you're listening to this interview, I want to say a very special welcome to you as well. I always appreciate you making time on a Wednesday night, the middle of your week, to spend an hour or so with me on a this weekend interview. And in return, I promise that I find uh, very interesting people to have conversations with that I can share with you, hopefully increasing your knowledge, uh, motivating you to act. And um, as you act and you bring others along with you, we create a movement. So tonight is no exception. My my guest tonight on this weekend interview is Miss Marcella LaRock. And Marcella is coming here tonight wearing several hats. She is the CEO of a consultancy, a communication consultancy called Media Comes. And uh, she's an entrepreneur. She is a mentor and uh, is organizing a program to help folks to mentor, especially women, to mentor young women. And she is also uh, an actor on Redemption Road, the, the radio drama series on tdnradio.net. I, I want to give a very warm Welcome to Miss Marcella Andre to this weekend interview. Marcella, it's so good to have you. Thank you so much for coming. So much for the inv invitation, Anthony. It's good to be here. It's good to be here and to interact with you and your audience. Awesome. And you know, I'm always excited when I have folks who have accomplished a lot, folks who are doing a lot, um, because it, it, it just gives me joy to be able to share the experiences, the lessons, the knowledge um, with, with folks and to encourage them to, to also take part in the, in the whole development of, of what's going on. But, so we're going to handle two things tonight. Uh, as I said in the intro, you are an actress on Redemption Road. Uh, you are, you are, well, let me let you um, tell the audience about your role in Redemption Road. Time you say actress, I have to laugh because I just I didn't consider it that way, but I guess I am. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Voice actress. <laughs> We're gonna say voice actress. <laughs> I don't if you want if you feel like you want to make that distinction, that's fine. But um, whether people can see your face when you're speaking or not, it's still <laughs> and from that from the episodes you're doing a really good job at it. <laughs> yes, and you know, you never know. I might finally get an on-screen role one day. You know, any I'm open to all sorts of possibilities. Uh, you mean Nicole and Sam didn't tell you that we're taking the show on the road to do live? Um... <laughs> uh, let me let me speak it into the universe. That, yes, uh, exactly. Let's put it out there. Out of COVID, we'll be doing live um, Redemption Road shows on the road, and you will be on stage. So it is, and it shall be. <laughs> so it is an HRB. But uh, what, what's your role in, um, in Redemption Road? So yes, I play the deputy director, sorry, the deputy prime minister, Regina King. And I have to tell you out of the entire script, my favorite line is, can't you see he's unhinged? 
<laughs> That's my favorite line in the entire thing. But, you know, I am really happy that Nicole thought of me for this role and just to be a part of this production in general. You know, I actually love anything that is related to theater or acting or Broadway. Um, and so it was nice to be invited to be a part of this. And I'm looking to see, um, I'm interested to see how it's going to continue. You know, that's what we're all excited to see in the next, the upcoming seasons. Well, we're all looking forward to that because when we saw season one, we were impressed. And we were wondering, well, you know, season one and all of that. I had some people tell me, I'm not even sure if I want to listen to season two because I like season one so much that I don't want them to make a mess of season two and spoil it for me. And season two just blew everything out of the water. And so they're like, yeah, okay, let's see where they're going to come with in season three episode you know this is like when you're waiting for the next season of something on netflix and they're yes. taking too long <laughs> yes and, and and that's the level of talent that we have not only with sam and nicole who are the writers and producers but the, the actors and actri actresses like you yes they are the they're the best of the best yes and, and so i grew up going to dominican theater whitey Kubuli, people's action theater um Every little small church youth group used to put on uh, Jesus Christ Superstar production and different Christmas stuff. And uh, I'm not sure how much of that is still in Dominica because we have, there's not that many facilities um, like the Ira House of Cultures and the Repair and the Old Mill is still there somewhat. And so it is very happening for people like me to see young people like you um, really embrace it. And, and and gives me hope that um, that that we are, we are going to to see the continuation and even the enhancement and improvement of of Dominican art and, and culture. So you see, you and I must say, Dom go ahead. Because I have to tell you, and Nicole can can attest to this, that when she asked me to play this role, I said, "But don't I need to have a Dominican accent?" <laughs> <laughs> because you know I have not I did not grow up in Dominica but I am very Dominican to my core I love my country um but that was one of my concerns I was like are you sure like is this you know <laughs> and how and how did how did you work out what, what how do you how do you feel about it having done it well she she gave me a good sort of rationalization because to tell the truth i do feel it's very important for things to feel real for people right and i'm sure there are a lot of dominicans listening and i would not be surprised if you know somebody had the thought like how is this a dominican person in, in the deputy prime minister role because they don't sound that way. I was also I was even going to put on my Dominican accent. Let's hear it. Well, let's, let's 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 okay. <laughs> well, I'm impressed. <laughs> For the record, I'm impressed. You actually break up. For the, the record. Patois. For the record, you can speak Patois. I can no, but I mean, yeah, but, but uh, Dominicans are very exposed um to to up things outside of Dominica. So I'm pretty sure that they embrace your your contribution and your skill and, and there were no questions we got no complaints about that so congratulations with that um madam prime minister right yes madam prime minister you you're taking over from 
Deputy Prime Minister, that's the role I played. Yeah, but I'm saying Madam Prime Minister, because you should be Madam, well, you know, come on, let's not give everything away. Let's not, you know, you I'm, never know. I'm just guessing, I don't know the story. Don't, let's, I, you know, I, let's keep everybody guessing. I honestly don't know what's happening next. So Eric, what I'm saying is, is just what, what's in my mind. And what I would what what I would want to happen, like you read a book and you try to anticipate what what's on the next page. But so you go, you definitely on for next season. We'll have to see what happens. That's that's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm going to be um a part of the next season, yeah, was that the question? Mm -hmm. Yeah. As, if I'm invited, I will certainly be there. Yeah, because next Sunday is the um the last episode the finale of, the finale of, yes. of um redemption road and uh, people have been so excited let me tell you a little story uh, 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 on episode two i had a special broadcast with a presentation from um, a professor from ue and so although i told folks that we were going to go beyond 9 p.m when we do the replay of Redemption Road. At 9 p.m. I started getting hit bill. People were texting me that they want their Redemption Road. I need to get off my show. <laughs> Bring it. Yes, it was definitely, definitely a hit. And um that this is this is the first time that you've done um like broadcast um theater. Yes, it is the first time I've done broadcast theater, but I've done other types of theater, I must say. Now that I I mean how could I have forgotten that? But it was a long time ago. For five years, I was part of a cast um, in Antigua called, well, it was a cast of mainly women. We had a few men occasionally, depending on the scene, but really and truly it was sort of advocacy. The shows were all about advocacy for women, um, anything to do with violence against women and so on. I have to tell you that that's something that's very close to my heart. You know, I am an advocate, I am a woman. And so I'm very attached to everything that has to do with ensuring women are able to succeed, like we will probably talk about when we talk about my work, mm -hmm. um, and that they are taken care of and protected. So that show that I did for five years was mainly about that. It was called When a Woman Moans. And um, we also did a part production of another play by a writer called Eve Ensler. So that went on for about five years. Yeah, see? So you are you, you are an actress. I and am indeed an actress. Now that you know, I have to claim it. You have to claim it. <laughs> Next week, actually, we are going to be doing a show on this week in interview with um, a, gr a group from Dominica who are actually doing some um, public awareness around um, domestic violence. So, yes. so, so you, I'm happy that you gave me a chance to, to announce that uh, in advance. The, the, and also to pivot to your, to your other hat that you're wearing tonight, which is as CEO of Mia Comics. Uh, which uh, in, your, in the description that I read, it's called a communication consultancy. So yes. let's tell people about your, your company. Okay, well, I'm just going to give you a bit of a background about, about me. Mm -hmm. So education and media, these are the main places where I have worked. Before, before creating my own company, I taught French. 
Um, and I also was in media for about 20 years. As a matter of fact, radio was my first ever job before I ever went, before I even went to study. I worked at DBS Radio and Kyrie FM. Then I went to study and came back to Antigua and my media career continued here. So after, you know, like I said, 20 years, it's a long time. And I think it's one of the things that we do not teach our children is about building their own things, creating their own things. You know, we're taught to go to school, get a good education and go find a job. And I think if we want to build our wealth in our families, you know, create our family legacies, it's important for examples to exist of people building their own things. So I knew that I could run my own company and after the, the right time came and I decided to open up my consultancy. So the name of it is Nia Coms. Nia actually stands for purpose. It's a, a Ghanaian, uh, pardon me, it's an Adinkra word. So it means purpose and that is my tagline, purpose plus excellence. So we do public relations, event management, um, corporate events, training. Those are the main areas and also customer service. This is my main platform really. Mm -hmm. uh, so these are the things that my company does. Now do having- you do, you do in Pardon me? Do you operate mostly in Antigua? Yes, but I also do, I also have international clients because my work does not necessarily need me to be um, here or there. If a client needs a client from Dubai or St. Lucia or wherever needs work done in Antigua, I would be the person who would be able to do that work for them. So there, there is international, um, there are international and regional clients. How do, how do people find you, find your company? How did, how do, they find how do people find my company? Mm -hmm. Okay, I have a website. It's www.neacoms.com. I am all over social media. Social media is something that I'm very, um, that I use as part of my business. I also teach people how to use social media. So this business has been in existence for seven years. And this year I decided that I wanted to give back. It's always something that I've wanted to do. And again, I'm biased and I am not apologizing for it. So I am giving back to women and I have created an award for female entrepreneurs. And with that award, well, the, the winner will get $7,000. With that award, they will have access to seven other business women who will be able to guide them along their entrepreneurial path. So this is something that was launched in October. We are going to find the winner by January. Well, the deadline is January 15th, and then we will continue from there. So yeah, that's, that's, that's very exciting. So, so I'm very excited about it. You, you're launching a program to give an award to a, a woman entrepreneur. Yes. And how do you go about selecting candidates for the award? Well, we, there's an application and this is one of the things that I've been very clear to state, you know, we've done a lot of PR and media relating to the award. Mm -hmm. I think that we kind of are living in a, in, in a, in a world where the generations below us are accustomed to getting things easily. And as much as I want the right person to get this, I do want the right person to get this award. It's not just as simple as applying for it. They actually have to work for it. So they will, their application will have to answer 
about 20 questions. The 20 questions involve things like, what are you going to do with this money? Because we're not going to give you $7,000 to go shopping, right? So we want to know what is your plan? How, how is this money going to help your business move ahead? What are you going to do with it? We want to know what have you been doing? Do you have a marketing plan? Because the objective is to really help someone. And I'm part of the reason that I came up with this award is because on my own entrepreneurial journey, it was very lonely. And the people who should have been mentors were instead opportunists and people who really tried to use your talent instead of showing you the pitfalls and helping you to make better choices. So I basically want to be the mentor that I wish I had. I'll <laughs> <laughs> ask you about that because I, was, uh, I read a little bit about, about the program and I was wondering if, if, it, if you were inspired because you had good mentors because you wish you had I also the I, the last great mentor I had um she was my before I went went into my own business she was my boss mm -hmm. and unfortunately like we did not have a really long time together two years into us working together she discovered she had colon cancer and she died six months later Wow. Just talking about it makes me emotional, but she was the best. I, I am actually modeling her in how I behave in my business. You know, I have an employee and I have treated her the same way. One of the best things that she taught me is to really allow an individual to be who they are because she allowed me to be who I am. You understand? She didn't try to crap my style. She gave me, she empowered me by trusting me. And I think a lot of business owners do not understand that when you are squeezing somebody's neck or you're just keeping them so under rules and regulations that it makes it difficult for them to want to do what they want to do and to do it to the best of their ability. So, yeah, that was my last great mentor. And thereafter, after having a few bad experiences with people who I thought, like I said, should have been mentors, I went searching for my mentorship online. So I do have mentors that exist elsewhere, but not here. <laughs> and, so, and so you came up with this program, which is intended to encourage um, folks to be mentors. Yes. Yes, exactly. We want them to pay it forward. What I am doing is paying it forward. The person who wins this, they are also going to have to pay it forward because there's also a clause in the contract when they win that they are going to have to match $500. So they're going to have to add $500 to $500 of their own and pay it forward to another entrepreneur. So, you know, it's it's something that just is going to keep giving, keep going forward, because that's also part of being an entrepreneur, learning to give, learning to share, because it's part of being grateful for the, um, the strides you have made, part of being grateful for the people who have supported you. And it's just, it's an important part of your existence, learning and wanting and being willing to pass it forward, pay it forward, be willing to share and help other people. I'm telling you, one of the things I think people really do not recognize is how lonely the entrepreneurial journey can be. Because essentially everybody around you has a nine to five or an eight to four. <laughs> and they don't understand some of the sacrifices that you have to make. Uh, they don't understand when your priorities change. 
And so suddenly you start becoming the square. Everybody's in the circle and you're in a corner as the square, <laughs> but you know why you're doing it. So it's having a mentor is like having somebody who knows what you are experiencing, who understands and who's willing to help you get through it. And so it is. it feels like less of a struggle and you're less willing to give up. Not, not everybody can persist. Some people will give up after feeling it's too hard. And persistence is part of this game. So if you're a young entrepreneur and you're, you're doing business, as you said, there, there are some people who are in there as opportunists who are looking to, to use your talent, your resources for their own benefit. How would you talk to a young entrepreneur to be able to identify who is a mentor and who may just be there for the time um, looking to see what they can find? But what should a young entrepreneur look for? The best way I would say to identify a mentor is that they are trying to teach you something as opposed to wanting to take something. That's the whole objective. I should be learning something from you. I don't mind um, giving you something if I'm learning something from you. But if you are just taking, 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 what is the end game here? How are you helping me? You're actually adding to a possible feeling of a loss of dignity. You're adding to a feeling of just, you're, you're taking away the, the, the empowerment that that person might have. I have a young person that works with me. She's 25. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I did very early is I let her know, these are my expectations, all right? This is the work you have to do. I have deadlines, but most of our work, we have an online workspace. We use a workspace called Notion. We meet twice a week and I'm not down her neck five times a day saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Tell me how much time you work today because I have let her know early that I'm putting my trust in her. When you allow somebody to know that you trust them, you are going to be surprised at how much they actually overproduce because they do not feel tethered to you and they do not feel as if they can't grow. So occasionally when I see things in the work that are not exactly as I would like, we have in one of our weekly meetings, I say, okay, let's look at this thing. This is how you did this. This is how I'd prefer you to do it. And I explain to her why I don't just knock her down and say, okay, now go ahead. I don't just say this was awful and keep it moving. I say, listen, just today I said, we use British spelling. I noticed you spelled the word honor without a U. Please don't do that in the future. A lot of words or Google or whatever document we'll use will probably change it because it's an American system, but remember to change it back. <laughs> so it's little things. Um, mentors should make you feel like you're growing. That's the main thing I think. You should feel like you're growing and that you have potential because a lot of times we are going to have imposter syndrome. We're going to feel like we're, ne we're not really as good as we think we are, or who, who am I to want to own a business? You know, we get those messages from society, like who are you to think you can own a business? Before I started this business, I had my, my business card printed for five years and it was in a frame on my wall before I ever opened this business. Okay, and I knew one day, this business is going to be happening, and I cannot believe I'm here for seven years already. And it has been a good ride so far. 
Yeah, it's been one of the things I love about my industry is there's never a dull moment and there's never, it's not repetition because depending on your client, you have all sorts of different tomorrow. Um, my job is going to involve me putting on a hard hat <laughs> and boots. <laughs> okay. So there's just never a dull moment depending on the client that you have because it's PR. So depending on what their product or service is, you would have to go to their location and help them sort out things. And sometimes like in my situation tomorrow, it's a place that requires um, a lot of safety gear. Right. That's all I can say about that. <laughs> Welcome to my real life. My full-time job is construction, but but um, we talk about uh, a young entrepreneur and the importance of having a mentor and how they can identify who can be a potential mentor. What's in it for the mentor? one again is the fact that you are contributing to the growth of your society you're con contributing in a positive way because there are of course enough negative influences out there mm -hmm. and so you're contributing and you are ensuring that another young person um, develops in such a way that they are able to become a mentor as well because there are a lot, I mean, there are lots of people who have businesses, lots of entrepreneurs, and a, a lot of them do not necessarily think of how can I see my society improve? How can I see young people do things that they're going to make themselves proud? They're going to make their families proud. And it just continues to extend outside your nation, your region, you know? I just think it's really important that we always think of that. And I have to tell you, the reason I have this mentality too is that I am fortunate, fortunate to have had two sets of families. I had my Dominican family and I had my Antiguan family. Both mothers in these families were very big on gratitude. They were very big on saying thank you. So I, I know there are people in my life who probably get sick and tired of hearing me say thank you because I say thank you for everything, 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 everything. <laughs> and I might say it multiple times, but it is something that I think it fills, it fills my heart. I can tell you one of the things that um, when I was a teenager, I actually finished high school at the convent high school and Mrs. Harris was my history teacher. And John Grimner was my French teacher. So life really works out in ways that you did not expect. My original intention in life was to be a linguist because I love languages. So I speak French and I speak German. My German is rusty, <laughs> but I speak those languages as well as English, as well as Creole. And when I was still in high school, I had dreams of going to live in France. And um, John Grimner was one of my favorite teachers because when you listen to him and when he spoke and how he dealt with the students, in the student's mind, in the mind of a teenager, you felt there is nothing that you cannot do. And so when I did finally, as a 20 something year old, 
end up in France. I wrote John Grimner a letter telling him, thank you for being a great teacher. Thank you for inspiring me. So it makes a difference. If you just look at how people's lives are affected, having been a teacher, I taught French, like I said, for a number of years. And I've had students who have come back and said, you know, even though I didn't continue French, but I loved when you spoke to me about different things. These things are important because young people have Often they do not have people that they can speak to freely because the generations that are above me, <laughs> um, a little older, they have a particular way of dealing with things and seeing things. So it's not as easy to communicate with them. And that's something that we have to pay attention to. So I have always tried to be a person that any young person can speak with freely. And when I speak to them, I deliberately do not give advice, meaning I don't say this is what you should do. I ask questions to lead them to the answer. I say, so how do you think about this? And what, what do you think would happen if you took this road? What do you think would happen if you took that road? Are you prepared for the consequences? Questions that they need to learn to ask themselves. So is that how, so, is that how you, because that's what I was going to ask you next. Somebody who says, well, how do I, am I qualified to be a mentor? Um, what skills, I don't have the skills, I just happen to be doing business and I'm doing okay, or I happen to be older than somebody or in a position where I'm the boss. Um, so I may not be comfortable or confident uh, thinking that I can mentor somebody. So I, I wanted you to talk to, to, to the people that you're encouraging to look for opportunities to mentor. And, and to break it down to them as to, you know, what, what is involved in being a mentor? Well, here's the thing I, I want people to know. Sometimes you are a mentor and you don't even know it. You don't actually have to take on the title and say, this is one of the things, one of the hats that I wear. Being a mentor is how, what sort of example you are setting. Because again, just like I was a student in class, Mrs. Harris also, like I mentioned, Mrs. Harris, I hated history when I was in Antigua. And by the time I came to Dominica, I loved history only because of Mrs. Harris. So Mrs. Harris carried herself with grace and elegance. She was a gentle, loving human being. And a person looking at her would consider her this is somebody that I want to emulate. So mentors have different qualities. Right. All mentors are not the same, but the main quality you should have as a mentor, it is the ability to listen without judgment. We're too judgmental. Listen without judgment. Listen, try to understand, try to understand the person's point of departure, meaning you don't know the situation they're coming from. So before you make a judgment, listen first and then ask questions. But you can be a mentor, you can decide for yourself. I am living a life that is worthy of emulation and either people will come to you for mentorship or you can decide. You will see somebody who you think needs assistance. There is a young lady or a young man who you think needs help they might have a bad situation at home, whatever it is, it's a choice from the 
adult part of it from the people who could be mentors. It is a choice for you to decide, I can be, I want to be, I will be. Or if you're not choosing outright that I'm going to be a mentor, at least be the kind of person that somebody wants to emulate. Be the kind yeah. of person that somebody says, oh, I really like this about that person. Mrs. Livy, I keep thinking about my, my um, convent high school days. You know, I only spent two years at the convent and it made a great impact on me. I have to tell you, I was not, um, I spent six years as a yo-yo back and forth between Antigua and Dominica. And that was partly because my Antiguan family, the dad of the family, he had cancer and I was the only girl in a house. And um, I had come to Dominica for my usual summer vacation. And then they said, well, you're gonna have to stay in Dominica to finish high school because this whole cancer story is a lot of traveling, et cetera, et cetera. So that's how I ended up finishing high school in Dominica. And it was a very different experience for me because everything about it, <laughs> everything about it. In Antigua, I had a very sheltered life, very sheltered. I was only school and home, school and home. And that was being picked, dropped off from home, picked up from school. So there was not a lot of exploring. Um, of course, there were other things like brownies or girl guides or whatever. But when I came to Dominica, because I was living in Roseau, I had, I had a lot of walking about. <laughs> a lot of walking about. <laughs> and so um, there were a lot of things that were just different and fantastic to me. You were able to go exploring. I was exploring everywhere on foot. <laughs> So, uh, with with nobody checking. <laughs> right, 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 right. That that's important to grow. That's probably that's it probably is important. Where, that's probably where your independent streak um, got hardened. And, and yeah, formed. yeah. So uh, I, I want to go back to how you you describe being a mentor. And, yes. Because I, I really like what you said. Mm -hmm. so the reason why I like the way you said it is because. If somebody has to, if I decide that I'm going to be a mentor, okay, there's, there's a young man or a young woman who is in my company and working for me or I'm his boss or her boss or we work together or whatever relationship. And I, and I make a conscious decision to be a mentor to that person. It's forcing me to look at myself and to, and to look at what exactly am I doing that will allow me to be a mentor and and maybe i need to try brushing up on some skills maybe i need to watch what i do maybe if i smoke i smoke outside instead of in front of that person little things that can only have a positive impact on on the life of the person who chooses to be a mentor just because um you 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 now are making a conscious effort to have an impact on somebody else so so in that sense the mentor gets tremendous benefit from the relationship that he or she develops with a mentee, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, there is also the fact that as a mentor, I mean, we are not immune from continuing to learn. Sometimes you will learn something from your mentee. And I always learn from my students. I love to talk to my students. There was always some little gem that I would get from them. It's being willing to, to be open. And just, just that part is so important. 
The other important factor I would think about when, if you are considering being a mentor, it's that you should ask yourself, what is my intention? That's one of the questions I ask myself for everything. And it's one of the questions we should ask ourselves as well. If you decide I am going to be a mentor, not if somebody just sees you and you're living your normal life and in their minds, they have claimed you as somebody they want to emulate. If you've decided I'm going to be a mentor, so I'm going to start doing, you know, looking for people that I can help. You have to be clear about what your intention is because sometimes people are doing things for the wrong reasons. And so, it's important to not just drag somebody else into your, your superstar idea in your mind. Your intentions must be pure. <laughs> and it really must be to help somebody else. I mean, one of the things I've said to people, people seem to think that I'm rolling in dough because I have made this, um, this award. And I said, actually, it's simply a matter of planning. It is a line budget. It's a line item in my budget. So every month I contribute a certain amount of money that will, by the time the award is launched, I will have the $7,000. So it's actually another sacrifice for me, but it's something that I want to do because I'm telling you, there were days in my early, the early part of my um, business where I was surviving on crackers and coffee. I kid you not. All right. So I know what it feels like to wonder, how am I going to pay my rent? Should I buy gas with this $20 or should I buy food? There are all sorts of things that you go through. And a lot of people will not talk about it because pride, right? We don't want anybody to think that we're doing, you just don't want, this is how our society is. People are ashamed of talking about truth. I'm not, I'm an open book. I will tell you everything. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's really important to also be clear on what your intention is. My intention with this award, with everything I do, like I said, I'm, I'm not, I'm very unapologetic about the fact that I am biased towards female entrepreneurs, female businesses. Um, so that is the reason that I am supporting women because I have been through it. And so I know what it's like. So I want to help somebody not have to go through it the way I did. All right. Essentially, that is it. So I mean, I, I, we could continue talking for <laughs> another hour. So, so I'm going to invite that you. That is back. so true. I'm going to invite you back because we haven't even spoken about the characteristics that will help drive um, a, a young entrepreneur to make sure that they're successful. But you know what? It's nine o'clock. And so the fans of Redemption Road are starting to shoot daggers at me. So, <laughs> so I, 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 this is where we have to we have to leave it. I want to say thank you very much. And um, listeners, you can find out more about Marcellus Company, Neocoms, on neocoms.com. Um, I will I will post a link on on this weekend interview page. And um, I really enjoyed speaking with us. I'm going to listen to you now on um, the repeat of the episode of Redemption Road. So thank you very much, and I wish you all the best. It was really nice having you. Great conversation, and we'll do it again sometime, I hope. No, certainly. I'm going to invite you back so we can have an entire hour to so. all, right. all right. Have a great evening, and good night to everyone else who's watching. A good night.
and, and there you have it, another great episode. I want to say thank you to, to my guests and thank you for who you stayed with me for the entire hour. Let's do this again next week. And I will see you on, uh, on Friday on FYI Fridays with Sam and next week on this weekend interview. Enjoy the repeat of Redemption Road Season 3. <laughs>